The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. UnityOnlineRadio.org The voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Many of us have heard the quote attributed to the French Jesuit priest and philosopher, Pierre Teilhard de Chardin. We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And my guest today is a spirituality coach, Lindsay Ryling, and she really embraces this philosophy. And as a spiritual being, she believes that we all have the ability to connect with spirit as we're all spiritual beings, right? We can connect with spirit and with loved ones who have passed over to the other side. Lindsay is also known as Lindsay the Grateful, and she's a spiritual coach and healer, Reiki master, Akashic Records reader, and master channeler. And she does all this as a mom of three. I don't know how that's possible, but we're going to ask her. And Lindsay joins me today. Thanks so much for being available to talk to us. Of course. I'm honored to be here. I was really excited. And you're joining us from Canada. Is that right? I am. Yes. Western Canada. And we have a ton of snow outside, but it's actually not too bad. It's around zero degrees. So I believe that's around 32 your temperature in Fahrenheit. Wow. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds sounds freezing to me here in in Southern California, but I I love visiting. I love visiting (laughs) snow for short periods of time. Yes. So I'm curious, we were connected here by a mutual friend, John at Empowered Publicity, and he told me all kinds of great things about you. So I want to find out a little bit about you and your background and what got you interested in metaphysical topics. Yeah, it started at a fairly young age. And I think a lot of kids are interested in crystals or interested in magic or things that you can't explain. I think kids always have an affinity towards that. And and so I was a regular kid interested in that kind of thing. And what actually started really thinking about it, because I wasn't born into a religious family, we didn't really talk about God or the afterlife or heaven. We didn't really even go there at all or talk about it. And so I actually had an older brother who was diagnosed with leukemia. And he battled that all throughout his childhood and into his teen years. And I found myself around age nine to 12 ish, beginning to be terrified of death. I was, I didn't want to talk to my parents about it because I was worried that I would make them sad because I had a brother who was possibly going to pass away. And I just kept it to myself and I would lay in bed and just be terrified that once you die, it's just the end. There's nothing else. And so the amazing thing that happened, and it may sound odd when I say amazing, but when my brother passed away, is when I, the fear of dying went away. So once he passed away, he was 19 when he passed away and I was 13. And 
he left so many signs and so much energy for us that there was really no denying that he was around us, that there was something more. And it really took away that fear. And it started our family started talking about it more and talking about the signs we were seeing and feeling him and talking about him and just really bringing his presence around us. And it was really such a beautiful thing. So he really, my brother really gave me this beautiful gift of not being afraid anymore. And so once I started kind of a spiritual relationship with my brother after he passed, then it sort of took me throughout my life going through different ups and downs and things like that. And then just kind of in the past couple of years really took off for me just taking it to that next level because I really wanted to be able to help others form what I have formed with my brother that's been so healing. Wow, that's interesting, because I remember being around the same age, like nine or 10. And maybe that's when that realization kind of washes over you. Or if you have an experience like you did, where there's a close relative or someone, a death in the family, and then all of a sudden, out of your childhood oblivion, where you're just happy, and everything's great. And then you realize, oh, my gosh, you know, there is an end at some point, or you kind of understand that concept of death. So Mm -hmm. I I remember that very clearly too, at around that same age. And I would be in bed terrified, you know, staring at the, I remember this yellow wallpaper I had and thinking like, oh, I'm going to die someday, you know? So it's interesting that it was around that same age. Um, But then after your brother passed, is is he still kind of an angel to you today or, or in contact? You're able to maintain contact with him to this day? Yes, absolutely. And as I've started to learn more and more and took courses and just put it into practice, it's been even clearer. And he's really been a source of guidance for me as well. So I can reach out to him. And just the other day, it was his birthday. And I was chatting with him and just asking for whatever messages I do weekly Facebook videos, uh, lives. And so I was talking about what I do to celebrate a loved one who has passed and how I celebrate that. And, and so I was channeling him before I went on live and just, you know, what do you want me to say? What would be helpful for me? What would help the most people? And then he did a really beautiful, and I was very calm. And, and then all of a sudden he did a really beautiful explanation where he, his energy just came right up into my body. And I just became overwhelmed on, on a Facebook live, <laughs> overwhelmed with emotion and started crying. But it was beautiful because I was really, I was just talking about how they can move into you and give you a lot of energy, but you can also ask them just to, you know, okay, that's a little bit much. Can you just, you know, let me go and to really see those um, emotional, overwhelming times as a beautiful gift that they're giving you, that they're really just showing you and showering you with love at that point, that for us little human physical beings, it's overwhelming. So we can we can gauge that and just say, okay, that's a little bit much. Thank you for being here. So my brother kind of showed that right on video with me. And so it was really special. And also I had a, uh, so my brother had leukemia, like I said, and my, in January of, well, I'm thinking just last year, but it's 2021. And my son's friend who is 12 got diagnosed with leukemia. 
And so he's the same age as my son. He has the illness that my brother did. And it really struck me really hard. And I knew I wanted to give this boy some kind of a message. And so I ended up out of nowhere. My brother helped me to channel a children's book that is sort of about connecting and and looking to your intuition and and things like that to help support this boy and and all the profits go to the BC Children's Hospital where my son's friend is getting treatment. And so it was really cool because my brother was channeling that through me and he gave me that push to be able to do that because that was something I never thought I could do and published it and it became a bestseller on Amazon and it really helped the community come together for this boy and it was so fulfilling for me. So we really do constantly keep keep in touch. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, it's it's really neat. And this is the book that you talk about on your website called The Race? Yes, that's right. My son is a big BMX racer, and that is just his passion from when he was a little boy. And so this boy that has leukemia, he also BMX races, and that's how my son and him are friends through that. And so I wanted to do a book that would show him connecting with his bike and being one with his bike. And it's really a analogy for being able to look inside and really feel into your own body and what is happening with your own body. Because when kids have an illness too, it's really hard because adults are telling them what to do and doctors are poking and prodding and telling them what to do, what to do. They really don't feel like they have many choices. So it's kind of a, I wanted to empower him that he could really have a voice in it and he could really start to tune into his own body and really ask his body how it can heal. That's incredible. And I hope people check this out on your website. And it's Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, Riling, R-E-I-L-I-N-G.com, where people can get this book and all the proceeds that you said go to this incredible charity. Yes. So and that, they will go amazing. straight to the leukemia department as well, So, which is really special. So if people do go to your site, they'll also see that you're known as Lindsay the Grateful, which I think is amazing. And uh, <laughs> it's like a nice, uh, a nice way to put your shingle out there, you know, Lindsay the Grateful. So you were a former elementary school teacher at, at one point, and now you're a spiritual coach and healer and doing all this work in, in the metaphysical realm. Mm -hmm. I mean, so two questions, like, first of all, how do you do that with, with three kids? That's, that's gotta <laughs> be, be crazy. And then what was the I guess the trajectory from, you know, elementary school teacher to what you're doing now, is that over a couple of years or you're just, you became more involved and in love with doing this work and kind of walked away from teaching? How, how yeah. did that come about? So I taught for about five years before I had kids. And then my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And so I really had the desire to be a stay-at-home mom as well. And so I stopped teaching when I had my son and then we had a daughter shortly after that. So they were quite close together and I stayed home with them. Then when I had my third child, I decided that I wanted some kind of creative outlet for myself. And I actually started to do photography and it was sort of a, a creative way just for me to do something fun during the day, include my daughter my other two were just kind of starting out at school. And so my little one and I would just take pictures and set up different things. And 
And that was a nice healing kind of thing for me too, just to feel like I had something for myself. And then as the years went on and, and kids got a little bit older, right now they're 13, 11, and 8. And I went through, my husband and I went through a quite a, a tough time over the years with alcoholism and battling that um, as a couple. And so once I discovered that I really needed to heal when my husband was getting help, I said, wow, actually, I really need to heal myself. It's not just all about him. There's, there's a lot of me that I need to heal. And I had always been into the metaphysical and always had an affinity for it and really enjoyed it and was curious about it, but didn't really know how to get started or what even it really meant to be spiritual. And so I started to explore that in my desire to heal myself. And so I started taking some Reiki courses. And I think uh, a lot of what happens, I believe, is, and Reiki is a great place to start, but if you take a Reiki course and you get some attunements, it really starts to open you up to the world of spirit. And it really goes, okay, she's serious. Here we go. (laughs) And it sort of propels you on your journey. And so I started to learn that. I started to take some channeling courses and Akashic Records courses. And I just immersed myself in everything because I was, it was really feeling, I could feel the healing work working. (laughs) It was doing its job. I could feel a change in myself. I could feel a change in my family and the energy around me. And so as I was healing myself and my husband was working on healing himself, and we then came together after that as a couple to work on our relationship. And it really just propelled me to want to help others in whatever their journey may be. None of us have a an easy go round in any of our lives. There's a reason we come and it's not just to be uh, neutral, but it's to have the up and ups and downs in life and to learn from them and, and that sort of thing. So I really healed myself so much and learning to get guidance from spirit and from my spirit guides and from my loved ones was really what propelled me. And I just said, I want others to start feeling what I'm feeling now, because I just feel so much better. I can control my energy. I can deal with my triggers that come up and, and really dive deep. And it's just been miraculous for me. It was actually, it was funny. I was talking to a friend the other day and he said to my husband, he said, Oh yeah, Lindsay's really taken off with all her crystals and spiritual work. And he was laughing and I said, oh, what did, what did Kyle say? My husband, and he goes, well, she's blissfully happy and I'm blissfully happy. So whatever. Right. <laughs> it's working. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the kids talk to their guides and we talk about my brother who's passed and my grandparents and who they've never met. And it's, it's really helped us all as a family. That's amazing to hear. So after you had this incredible healing yourself, then you wanted to be able to reach out and share to everybody else. So in, in being a, a spirituality coach, I guess, who, who do you hope that you kind of draw in? Like, what are you looking to specifically help people with? Like, what would a spirituality coach do? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would start with wherever you are on your journey. And I really like to personalize it with whoever comes to me, what 
is going on in their life, what they would like help with. I do really have a strong affinity for helping people learn to connect with their loved ones who have passed and also with their spirit guides. So lots of times I've had some questions about, well, I would, I like the idea of trying to connect, but I really haven't lost somebody that's been really close to me that I really feel drawn to want to create a spiritual relationship with. And so I say, well, I can help you connect with your spirit guides who are with you and who can give you spiritual guidance. And in this social place that we are right now in society with mental health and with COVID and just with all the stressors that are on people now, I think it's more important than ever to really be able to tap into that, which is greater than ourselves and to really how amazing is it to be able to receive guidance that we know for sure is for our highest good. And it gives us a feeling that we're not alone, that we have the capacity to be able to open ourselves up, receive guidance, receive messages, and be able to know that there is more to life. So I really believe strongly in that. um, And I really love to do healings as well. So blocks, resistance, anything, uh, clearing your energy and things like that. Because I know at the beginning for me, it was really important to start there with getting some healings done and getting that work to sort of set the foundation and the uh, from where to propel from there. Because once we work through and clear our energy, clear our blocks and work through that, then it really helps us to be able to connect a lot easier and faster and have more clarity and really more confidence in it as well. I see. This is great because I would really love to have that stronger connection. Sometimes I feel it's there, sometimes not so much. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to definitely ask you tips and and things that I can do to increase this connection. But, but first I'm curious. So you believe we all have spirit guides, like people helping us from from the other side. Would that be not necessarily a loved one who's passed? Or I guess would, would a spirit guide and angel, those are two different things, right? Yes. Yeah. So spirit guides are souls that have incarnated previously at some point on earth numerous times. And then they get the the job, so to speak, of helping us out. So we can have anywhere from two to maybe six guides at a time, depending on what is going on with our life. It's not better to have more guides or not as good if you only have one or two guides. It's, it's not a hierarchy type thing at all. They're there to help you with uh, with various points in your life. So if you're really struggling with relationships, then a guide will be there to help you work through that. There are guides for finances, for when I was doing some writing and I'm working on a memoir as well, I have a writing guide who's helping me through that. So they really come for different uh, reasons and for different seasons in our life. So they won't always be the same guides. They can be loved ones that have passed. um, So we could have known them in our current lifetime. Most often, though, it is souls that we have incarnated with in the past. So we do have some sort of connection with them from another lifetime. And there are souls who are very wise and know and specialize in that area that would help us the most at the time. So they are souls, whereas angels are beings. So angels have not incarnated on earth. 
So the, but the spirit guides have, so they really understand our emotions and our ups and downs and the daily physical things that are, that are right. Our, our mortal problems. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, the exactly. things that we're dealing with here on earth, mm-hmm. like I, I would really like to know who would be the spirit guide for like Apple support tech issues. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm dealing with that right now and I'm really frustrated and angry uh, and feel like I, I totally have no power because I'm trying to communicate with this faceless monolith of Apple. So if you know a guide or someone I could call on, um, well, well, let's talk yes. about that. Well, because... Yes. Well, let's dive into that a little bit then. Yes. <laughs> Who can <laughs> help me with that? Because that is an area that can help you. You can be helped with too. Um, the The main part is just making sure that we're in a calm space at the time. If we're really heightened and we're really angry, it makes it really tough to connect at that point because we just have too much in our own heads that are going on and it makes it really hard to connect. So we almost have to just kind of remove ourselves from whatever trigger or emotion is coming. And once we center, ground ourselves, then we can kind of tune in and try to connect with our guide and just ask them a question and just say, can you help me with this? Or what sort of messages do you have to help me get through this Apple tech issue I'm having? Or do you have any ideas to... So lots of times... Um, people will say, well, I don't know if it's my spirit guide talking to me or not. I don't know if it's just me thinking it in my head or if it's actually my spirit guide telling me, you know, screw the tech guy. (laughs) So the difference that we can um, kind of think in our heads and, and sort of grasp is that our spirit guides are very gentle. They will always be positive. They will always be loving. No, they won't give us always the answers that we are wanting, but they will always be done in a gentle, loving way. So if there's a voice that comes up and says, oh, it's all his fault, or it's not, you're, you're, or you're going to win a million dollars if you do this, or, oh, you're, you know, that kind of energy behind it. And it really is feeling the energy of it. If you just really feel a calm, gentle guidance that is, those are your guides talking to you and guiding you at that time versus somebody that's, or like a voice that's bossing you around. That's, that's our ego coming in, or that's us telling ourselves what we really want to hear. Um, Because a lot of times we're, we're just, we, we really want to ask, but we already know the answer that we want. So we have to really try and make sure that we're in a calm and grounded place so that we really can hear those answers come through it's, it's hard because you want the answers right away when you're in that and it's so hard and I just, oh, I want to throw my computer across the room. So we just have to kind of separate ourselves a little bit in order to get that clarity coming through. But just that's exactly, and, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how I'm feeling. So what, what I'm, what I'm hearing you say, I need to clear out that feeling of anger and aggravation that I've felt for the past couple of days, maybe take a walk, kind of mm-hmm. tune in and then hopefully I'll hear if I, if I calm down and try to let go of my anger and frustration, then those, those answers will hopefully Yeah. Come. A great way f- for me, I get the clearest connection when I'm out on a walk by myself outside. That's when I really get a really clear connection with them. I mean, I can, I've learned to be able to connect with my guides wherever I am or in a noisier environment but I still, when there's something really important that I really want to 
make sure I'm guided on, I will go for a walk. It grounds us. It calms us. It moves our body. So a lot of times we're so we have that energy of frustration and anger in us and we have to move that energy out of us in order for those messages to come in clearly. So walking is a great way to do that. And you're breathing in fresh air, you're getting some sun on your face, and it just puts you in a, a state of calm groundedness. And then you can ask the questions. And if for some reason you don't get an answer, you can say, is this beyond human comprehension? Because sometimes <laughs> we ask questions that are just, we won't, our little human brains are just not equipped enough to be able to receive the answers and know what is going on. So then you might get a yes or a no. You can start even with yes or no questions just to see what comes up and always take the, the immediate answer you get right away before your mind, your mind takes about three to five seconds to kind of click in and then have its own opinion. You want to catch the guidance before your opinion comes out. So you ask a question, should I switch my from a Mac to a PC? <laughs> right. And then whatever comes right away, yes or no. And then you can kind of say, you can even say, can you expand on that? Or ask follow-up questions to it and really dig deep and just trust those immediate answers that are coming to you. Don't analyze them. Don't get into your head because immediately that's what we want to do as humans. Just trust the guidance, breathe it through, keep walking and drink some water and all of that will help the, the guidance come in clearer for sure. Well, that's, I'm definitely going to do that after yeah. the show <laughs> and see if I can let go of my, my anger and, and frustration over this, this stupid issue. But that that's great advice to you know, kind of clear the circuits a little bit. Yes. We're going to take a short break in just a minute. And then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more. I want to ex kind of dig into something you had mentioned earlier in the show about when your brother came through and you felt this incredible channel, right? A friend of mine just wrote a book called The Next Room, where she described being able to access that channel and have information from her mother come through. And she described it just like you did. Oh, cool. So I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm curious about that because I, I want to have that connection. Wouldn't, wouldn't we all, right? And, you're, and you say it, it is available to all of us. So we're going to dig into that a little bit right when we come back. I'm talking with Lindsay Riling, Lindsay the Grateful, about her work as a spiritual coach and healer. And we're going to find out more about her upcoming online course, in just a few. Stay with me. Thanks for joining us. This is UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Be Present, The Diane Ray Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm talking with Lindsay Riling, Lindsay the Grateful, if you want to find her online, lindsayriling.com. And she is also a spiritual coach, healer, Reiki master, and master channeler, and a mom of three. And we've been talking about how we can really have an incredible connection with spirit and also with loved ones who have passed over. So I wanted to ask you about that actual 
word channeling. Like sometimes that freaks people out a little bit. Yeah, true. You know what that means. And when did you realize that, that you could do this or, or when it, you could call it channeling, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, years ago, I think it was maybe 2016, 2017, there had been, my sister and I went to this workshop and it was like a one hour workshop on how to channel your spirit guide. And I actually had that exact same thing that you were talking about where the word channeling kind of, it was kind of spooky almost feeling and it wasn't, it was kind of a a weird thing, but it really intrigued me. So I brought my sister along with me and said, okay, let's try it out. And at the time it just uh, like he brought in our spirit guides and we could feel them and, and try and get a message from them. And I thought it was really interesting, but I had a lot of doubts at that time. And I really was questioning it and thought it was kind of weird at the time and wasn't sure. So it took me a few years to really start to embrace that. And once I really started going on my healing journey, it really opened me up to that. And really channeling is just receiving messages from your guides or loved ones or receiving spiritual guidance really is all that is. I have a friend who was worried. I was talking to her about it and she said, well, I kind of have a fear of opening myself up to spirit. She's like, I don't really know what that means. I don't really know. It kind of just freaks me out. Like, what am I opening myself up to? Am I going to be opening myself up to dark forces or things that I don't want to come to me? So what I really teach people to do as well is how to protect their own energy and how to be more aware of their own energy and of their vibrations and what is happening with them and then how to also protect yourself. So there's, there's nothing um, fearful or, or that you should be scared of when you're channeling your spirit guides or your loved one. Nothing is going to happen that will be negative if you are hearing negative things then you just cut off and just say okay I'm going to try again later this is not working it's not you know right now I'll get myself in a better headspace and and try later it will always be gentle beautiful guidance coming in and if you're in a really calm grounded space then you can be reassured that it is very, very safe to open yourself up and start connecting with your loved ones and your spirit guides for guidance, because it is such a nice thing to have. It's like having your own counsel. And also with spirit guides, a lot of people call them guardian angels. And basically, it's just a different way of saying guardian angel. Guardian angel and spirit guides basically are the same idea, but they're our guardian angels aren't actually angels. They are souls. They are our spirit guides. And our spirit guides won't say, no, I'm not an angel. You can't call me that or anything. They really don't care what you call them by. They will tell you a name if you ask them, which is always really fun. I love to start that when I'm teaching people because it's really fun to learn the name of your guides. And you just start to learn their personalities because they have personalities too. And they can be humorous. They can be fun. It's, it's really a beautiful thing. So yeah, it's not something to be fearful of as at all. And you can really learn to protect your energy and your vibration. And if you're centering yourself and grounding yourself and getting energy out, 
if you really feel overwhelmed and feel negative or angry or anything, you can release that energy, move your body, drink some water. Um, I, I teach something called energy dumping. And a, a big thing with me is that I want to make spirituality easy and simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. When I first started in spirituality, I was like, well, don't I have to do like, you know, a ritual or a spell or do I have to do like this complicated thing in order to be able to talk with somebody or be spiritual? And it really is, it can be very, very simple and just work seamlessly in our daily lives. So that's something I really want to help people with is just being able to protect themselves and be able to connect in the good ways with spirit that can help us with every part of our life. So I will, I mentioned energy dumping, so I don't want to leave the listeners hanging after I say that and then not explain what it is. So what I do, you can be sitting or standing. It doesn't matter. Put your arms by your side and you just put your palms facing the ground. So they are parallel with the ground and all you have to say, and you can, I have done this when I'm maybe sitting beside somebody who has an energy that I, it just feels off to me, or you have been in Walmart and there's so much energy circulating, circulating, and you come out of Walmart and you're really irritated and you don't know why that's a great time to do this. So you can do it anywhere. So palms are facing the ground and you can say it silently, or you can say it out loud any energy that is not mine, please leave. And that's really, that's all you have to do. And then just keep your palms facing the ground, kind of concentrate on your palms. And you could feel tingling. Sometimes they feel a little bit cool, like there's a cool breeze. Some people feel them get warm. So whatever sensations happen in your body is that's what's meant to happen for you. And the just picture kind of like a, a light coming out of the bottom of your palms if you want, or you can just leave it at that. You really, There's really not anything complicated with it. I even have done this while I'm driving too, just with one hand, one hand on the wheel always. But <laughs> and That's great. You, yeah. You just wait until you're not feeling any sensations on the bottom of your hands. And then immediately you will feel a release. It's incredible how quickly that works. And I do it with my kids and my kids' friends all the time when they're just overwhelmed. And if your kids come to you and they're crying and they're like, I don't know why I'm sad. I don't know why I'm mad or I can't fall asleep. And they just, they're in this state and they have no idea what's going on. Nothing really happened to them. It's just, they're feeling overwhelmed. Get them to do this and they will fight it. Oh, I don't want it do it. And I was like, Oh, just say it. Okay. Yeah, no problem. And then fine. <laughs> oh, mom, so what are we doing down. tomorrow? And they totally just <laughs> calm down. They change the subject and it's, it's incredible. So do this as an experiment because it's really fun to do it with your kids because it really changes them very quickly. It's very powerful and simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. I like how you explain on the website that you are trying to make these teachings really accessible and that it's open to anyone and we can all learn how to do this. Mm -hmm. And I like how you're clarifying the channeling because, I mean, if you do a Google search or start looking on YouTube and you see people that are channeling, it might freak freak you out a little bit oh, you completely. Know, to see some of this because I've even I've seen some old videos. I don't know if you've heard of the Seth videos, this woman, Jane Roberts from back in like. In the mm -hmm. way in the early seventies. 
and she would film this and it just, it just looks so bizarre. So kind of set, set that aside. And I guess think of it as more of a general communication for yourself, right? That you're, you're getting this positive energy. And I have heard, I have heard those fears too, from people that they're afraid they're going to bring in some kind of negative energy if they go into a deep meditation and Mm -hmm. You're in control, right? At all times. Yes, completely. And that is, that's a great point that you bring up. You are in control. If there is something feeling off, uh, you're not feeling comfortable, you're feeling worried, you can ask your spirit guides for help. Say, I'm feeling really anxious. I feel like there's something scary around me or I'm not feeling safe. Please help me, spirit guides. And even if you're not regularly channeling or like communicating with your spirit guides, you can still ask for their help. You can ask if you feel better asking your grandma who's passed on for help, you can ask her and just say, grandma, I just need to feel safer right now. Do an energy dumping will really help with that because a lot of that is you're taking on an energy that is not yours. So that will pass through you very quickly if you just dump the energy really fast. And then if you just you, you are in control to be able to say, no, I don't want this, or yes, I do want this. And your loved ones who have passed are very respectful full souls. So they do want your permission. They won't do anything that will make you and your spirit guides as well. They won't do make you do anything that will be uncomfortable or do something that is taking you where you're not feeling loved and are not in a good space. They will never do anything like that. So if you give them permission, it will really help to start to see more signs and messages from them because they they are just waiting for you to open the door for them. So if you do want to connect with your mom or your brother or your grandma or grandpa or anybody who you've lost, you can just speak it out and talk to them as if they were here and just start that way. That's kind of a really good way to start connecting with your loved ones is just say, Hey, grandma, good morning. How are you doing today? And it's going to feel silly at, at first, but the more you do it, the, the better it'll be. And just say, grandma, I really want to connect with you more. I would love to see messages from you. I would love to see more signs. I give you permission to connect with me and start to create a relationship with me. So giving them that permission, they, they won't go and be forceful in your face at all. And it will help them to help you to see more signs. If you're looking for signs, you're saying, I don't get any signs. A lot of it can be our own resistance. And a lot of it can be that you're just not giving permission to your loved ones to come to you. They're trying to respect your space. So the more that you ask and the more that you work on strengthening that connection, that it'll just kind of grow and grow. Yes. And I've heard people that have had some amazing ways that spirit does connect with them. Um, the, the friend that I mentioned earlier that that wrote the book where with her her mother that passed, she gets dimes like in weird places, not pennies, dimes. Mm-hmm. Other people find feathers or um, I mean, what are some of the other ways that you've seen spirit contact yeah, this people? Is, I love talking about this because this is so fun. So you can see signs and that's typically what people think when we say, oh, I get signs from a loved one is dimes i also have a friend who gets dimes from her mom or the feathers or the butterflies or my dad he gets my brother sends him eagles so he loved eagles so it's not always it doesn't always have to be a live eagle that's 
flying by you. It can be you see an eagle symbol somewhere when you're in a tough time or you see the word eagle somewhere and immediately you get the chills or those goosebumps or just you your energy shifts and you just feel something. Try not to deny that when it does come. Just accept it and just say, oh, thank you. And that's another great way to start the communication with them as well is thanking them. Say, thank you for showing me the sign. Thank you for being with me. And that will help for you to see more. A lot of people, they will have a memory pop up in their minds or they will, um, something will happen and then they'll hear their loved one's voice in their ear. So I have a friend and she lost her mom and she said, I literally hear exactly what I think like she would say at this certain time. And she goes, I know it's just me thinking that. And I'm like, no, it's not. That's your mom coming through to you. And we're, we're so quick to deny a lot of times when we say, oh, we don't, I don't receive signs. A lot of time we're just dismissing all of the ones that are coming to us and we're, we're not open to being receptive to them. Um, my grandpa, he, when I had my third daughter, my, my grandpa always wanted more grandkids. So he would always say, I have two older sisters as well. And he would always say, when are you guys going to have another kid? I want more great grandkids. I want to be able to brag to my buddies that I have more great grandkids than they do. So we would always want more grandkids. So when my daughter, my third daughter was born, I brought her home from the hospital and I'm, I go to kiss her on the head. I'm just sitting on the couch. My husband's in the kitchen and I kiss her on the forehead. And then I go, oh, my Kyle, my Nora smells like grandpa Oberg. And he's like, what? And so my grandpa used to wear this stuff in his hair, this really old stuff called Brill Cream. And it has a really, really strong signature scent. There is no denying what this scent is. And so a little newborn baby is not going to smell like this chemically Brill Cream. And I'm smelling her and going, oh my gosh, like she, I can just keep smelling it and smelling it. And it was very, like, very strong scent. And I said, Kyle, he's coming to me to say congratulations on Nora and that he knows I had her and he's excited to have another great grandkid. And I just kept smelling her. It was such, I just could feel his energy at that point once, once I really acknowledged that it was him. And then my husband said, oh, well, say hi to grandpa for me. And, and then we just kept going on. But it's so they can show up in smells like that. They can also show up in a taste. So maybe... Maybe your grandma or your mom had a, a special recipe or has some kind of thing that when you taste it, you just immediately think of them. So for my grandma, for instance, um, she always put cardamom in these biscuits. And so I would I always associate that spice with my grandma. So say you have a, a similar experience with your loved ones. You have something, a strong signature taste like that. So if you are all of a sudden tasting cardamom, for example, and you haven't eaten cardamom, you haven't smelt it anywhere, you haven't even been around it, that is your loved ones coming through to you to say, hey, I'm here, just wanted to, you know, pop in and say hi. And they're trying to get your attention to, to know that they are there with you. So a lot of times those are easy ones that we just dismiss as well. So that's incredible. I've experienced the smells for sure. I've yeah. smelled uh, different perfumes mm -hmm. or cigarettes, you yes. know, because my, my mother smoked. So I'll smell that when then there's no source for it. And you're looking around like, yeah. you know, where did that come from? Uh, yeah. But I've never heard of taste. And I wonder if there's a word for that. I know there's clairaudient, clairsentient. It's you know, clairgustance. Is there a word for 
Yeah. What's it called? Claire Gustance. Oh. Yeah, okay. so it's clear tasting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's the smelling, the tasting, the hearing, the seeing, and there's also um, a clear knowing. So lots of times we might just know they're with us and there's no logical explanation for why we would know that they're with us at that time. We just know that we know, but we don't know how we know and we can't even verbalize it. So that is another way that that some people feel their loved ones or we just really feel their energy as well. So we might get goosebumps or chills or feel like we're being hugged or squeezed in a nice way or a warmth around us. And that's another way. So people have different strengths with what they, how they receive signs the best. So even just knowing that there's various ways, just kind of tune into what really works best for you. And then you can also be specific to ask your loved ones to say, hey, grandma, I really like it when you speak to me in my ear. I really feel you and really hear you best when you do that. Can you do that more often? Or I really enjoy when you send me tastes. Can you do that? Or I love the smell of your perfume. Can you keep up with that? So asking them for what you want to be a sign for you as well and being clear as to which one works best for you will also help with the knowing Uh, and confidence as well. Yeah, that makes total sense. So when you're sitting with someone, you know, say you get a new client that comes in and would you, would you agree with this statement? I've heard that all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. Would you consider yourself uh, a medium as well, being able to share those messages with people if they come and sit with you? Um, I, I don't really want to call myself a medium, only for the fact that there are a lot of stereotypes and a lot of pictures that when you immediately think of medium, a certain image comes into your mind. And so in that respect, I don't necessarily connect with that term. And also with psychic, it's immediately as well, people have an image. Like if you Google psychic or if you Google medium, you're going to get a picture of a gypsy looking lady peering into a crystal ball, you know, a a witch or doing rituals or, you know, and none of that is me. I'm just, I'm a normal mom and we're normal beings. This is a normal thing to connect with your loved ones and connect with spiritual guidance. And so I, I don't really connect with those terms and I don't like to call myself those just because of the stereotypes. And I just don't feel a real resonance with that when I think of myself. Um, But I think anyone can learn to like mediumship. If you really have an interest in that, you can absolutely learn to hone your skills and read for other people, as well as having different psychic abilities. And just like how we see signs um, in all the different ways I was mentioning, you can learn how to do that as well for in other ways. And so it, uh, I, I believe that both you can be either whatever you are leaning into. And a lot of times, and what I felt myself was that, oh, I, I really loved the idea of like watching Teresa Caputo and watching those famous people. And, oh, they were born with that. And they talk about how they were kids. And, and for years, I always thought, oh, well, I wasn't born with it. So I could never do that. I wasn't just magically gifted to be able to do that, but you can learn how to do it. 
And I think that's where we have another stereotype where you have to be born with it and you either are or you're not. But there's varying scales on what our interests are and what our natural gifts are. So one person might really see visions and really be um, able to see spirit and things like that. And, and other people will be able to hear. It doesn't make one better than the other. It's just a different way of being able to connect with spirit. And that's really all that it is. All of that stuff is just connecting with spirit and learning right. what works best for you. And it's really, that's what I love is like really finding for people what their strengths are and how they connect best. And then just capitalizing on that and saying, okay, let's, let's take this further. What else can we do? How much more can we take it? Let's open you up even more to get it clearer, to get it where you're really receiving messages whenever you want them and being able to do it in a busy scenario or doing it um, when you're not feeling good or things like that, but just having it as a daily life. I have um, little post-its that I put around. I have one that I just taped on the back of my phone, one that I put on my bathroom mirror and one in my car that says connect. And it just reminds me to connect with spirit and connect with my guides. And it doesn't have to be something that's takes a lot of effort. And that is, oh, it's something she's asking me to do another thing in my life. I have enough stuff going on. This can help you to make it flow a lot easier instead of going through all these tough and trudging through the mud. Well, your spirit guide can help you find an easier way to go over that mud pit, so to speak. <laughs> and find where your gifts really are. Maybe mm -hmm. like you said, you are stronger in enhancing the ability to hear or, uh, you know, Maybe exactly. it's the, the taste or, or smell or any of the other senses. And so in the course that you're offering, Connecting with Spirit, that's really what you're trying to do, right? Just lead people down the path to discover what their strengths are and then enhance those. Exactly. Yeah. So if you've lost somebody who's really close to you and you really want to create that relationship and give yourself a real peace and reassurance, just knowing that they're there, knowing that they're okay. I hear so many times oh, I wish my mom wasn't here to see me have, get married or my dad wasn't here to see me have my daughter. And they really are seeing, they're experiencing it all with us. And so just having that assurance to be able to really give you that peace yourself within yourself and the peace knowing that your loved ones are safe and to be able to connect with them still because they retain their personalities. So I have a friend who her mom is just hilarious. And I had never met her mom on earth at all and became friends with her after her mom had passed. And I was kind of channeling her and I was uh, texting my friend saying, your mom is telling me to send you this. I'm like, it doesn't feel appropriate for me to say this. She's like, oh my gosh, that's exactly how my mom would talk. So they're still, they retain that personality of themselves and also connecting with your spirit guides through in my course as well. So if you haven't learned, had a close loved one who has passed, or you just want to also be able to connect with your loved ones and your, and learn how to connect with your spirit guides, then we explore that as well. So it's really the same process in order to connect with your loved one or your spirit guide. It's really, you're doing the same thing. So we also learn how to differentiate between when you're communicating with your loved one and when you're communicating with your spirit guide and being able to know the difference and know who you're talking to as well, which is important. So I want to make it so it's simple and 
easy. Doesn't it doesn't have to be complicated. It will complement your life. It will give you a sense of ease and calm and peace to be able to do this and to still have them in your life because when they pass away, it doesn't immediately just take them out of our lives. They're still there. We still have the memories, the feelings, the emotions, and we we still feel connected to them a lot of times. We just are really sad. So it's it's great for the grieving process as well because it just really brings them in close and just to say, you know what, I can still have a relationship with them just because they're not here in front of me. I can still retain that relationship. It's just learning how to do it in a spiritual way, in a different way, because now they're not a physical being on earth. So we kind of go through all of that. We decipher which channel, like which way is, is the best way for you to receive And we'll have a group together that's doing it so we can all share stories and ideas, share our wins and our struggles and everything together. And I also will be doing uh, group healings as well in the course. So it is a digital course, but it is also interactive. So we'll have a private Facebook group because what I was finding is that a lot of people feel like they can't or they're not willing to open up to the people around them quite yet that they're interested in these topics. And so they don't know who to turn to. And so having a community of like-minded people like you do with your radio show and everything, it really helps to bring everyone together and to just say, okay, I'm not the only one or, oh, I felt that way too. Or my loved one did this too. I was wondering if that was weird or if it was just me. So it's really healing in that. And I'll also be doing group healings in the live. Um, we'll have a live Zoom component weekly to just make sure any questions are answered, to go over the content of the week, share our stories and things like that. And I'll be doing group healings for everybody at that time as well, so that we really can open ourselves up and really start our own healing process as well. This is so awesome. Well, Lindsay, the grateful, thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you. I had a great time. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.